0: Welcome to the IT Smart Guy podcast, a technology podcast aimed at the modern business owner. And here's your host, Tony Edwards. Hi, it's me, Tony, IT Smart Guy. Before we get into the episode, I've got an apology to make. I tried some new tech when I was recording the last episode, and when it came around to editing, it just didn't work. So we've moved on to something else, which seems to be a lot better, but it has meant that the episode has been delayed in its release so for that I apologise. I'm going to stop waffling so you can get on to the good stuff. Have a good one. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of the IT Smart Guy podcast, the tech-based podcast for the modern business owner. I'm Tony and in this episode we'll talk more about Google's recent AI announcements and the extradition of Mike Lynch to the US to face criminal charges. We'll then dive into the brain dump, and we'll discuss the switch-off of the UK 3G mobile network. Finally, as always, at the end, I'll be sharing my tip of the episode. Let's jump straight in to the news. Let's look at what's happening in the news. In the news this time, Google has announced that it is introducing generative artificial intelligence into its core search engine. This move comes in response to Microsoft's integration of GPT-4 into Bing earlier this year. Google's search generative experience, which will be part of the company, will generate responses to open-ended queries according to a company statement. The system, however, will only be accessible to a limited number of users and it is currently in a very experimental uh, phase. A statement from the company uh, CEO Sundar Pichai said that they are reimagining or reimagining even all of their core products including search. In addition, Google unveiled a new feature for Android that will proactively alert users about unfamiliar AirTags. For those who don't know what AirTags are, they are tiny little devices designed to track personal items like wallets, keys, those sorts of things. The tech company plans to launch this unknown tracker alert system during the summer and it comes off the back of an announcement that follows uh, some collaboration between Google and Apple to address the issue and this is because last year two women filed a lawsuit against Apple regarding air tag stalking women who have experienced being tracked using these devices Voiced concerns about insufficient measures to to prevent things like misuse. Now, Google made all of these announcements at its annual developer conference. Where company leaders showcased their uh, latest advancements in AI and new hardware offerings as well. One of the highlights was a phone priced at £1,400 that can be opened and closed like a book. The company have also revealed that it was eliminating the waitlist for BARD, which is its experimental conversational chat service. BARD is going to be launched in English across 180 countries and territories and will soon be able to respond to prompts using text and images. Google has faced pressure to enhance its AI offerings following the success of Microsoft-backed chatbot, ChatGPT. In February, Google's attempt to showcase its AI capabilities resulted in embarrassment when Bard answered a question incorrectly in an advert. This incident caused Alphabet's share value to drop by $100 billion, underscoring the close attention that investors are paying when it comes to AI uh, ventures of tech giants. Microsoft is incorporating chat gpt into bing after making significant investments in open ai the company behind the technology and chinese tech giant baidu also have their own chatbot called ernie a gartner analyst has stated that google remains an industry leader and is well positioned to benefit from the growing interest that is in ai because they have the tools to dominate those battles the perennial question will be whether they will. Moving on, British tech entrepreneur Michael Lynch has been extradited to the United States to face criminal charges related to the uh, $11 billion sale, uh, sale of his company Autonomy to HP. Lynch was often referred to as Britain's version of Bill Gates and he will be standing trial on charges of fraud, which he denies. He's been accused of inflating the value of autonomy when he sold it to HP back in 2011, and the extradition was confirmed by the UK Home Office. Lynch, who is also a founding investor in UK cybersecurity firm Darktrace, has been fighting extradition to the US for a long time. US court documents state that Lynch has been ordered to pay $100 million in bail with authorities considering him a serious flight risk due to the volume of years of contesting this extradition order. While in the US, Lynch will be confined to an address in San Francisco under private security that he has to fund himself and his net worth is estimated between, to be between 988 million and 1.1 billion. So, I think he can afford the security. Last month, he lost an appeal in the High Court to be tried in the UK instead, meaning the trial now takes place in California, which is where he has been sent. And the sale of autonomy to HP was the largest ever acquisition of a British tech company at the time. However, a year later, HP wrote down the value of autonomy by $8.8 billion, claiming it had been misled. Into overpaying for the firm. Now, HP, Lynch, and Autonomy's former CFO have been embroiled in legal battles since then. The CFO was sentenced to five years in prison and fined millions of dollars in 2019 on multiple counts of fraud and securities fraud. That's it for today's news. Let's move on to the brain dump. Do you have an interesting tech story? Do you run a business? Are you a technology provider and you want to come on the show and have a chat? You can do just that. All you need to do is go to the link in the show notes and apply. The application takes a couple of minutes and who knows what it could lead to. Brand awareness, more social media followers, a revenue boost or just a platform for you to share your story. At the end of the day, what have you got to lose? It's time for the brain dump. Welcome to the Brain Dump. Today, I want to talk about the pending UK mobile network shutdown and how that may affect some people. After more than a 20 year run, the UK 2G and 3G mobile networks are set to be switched off. In December 2021, the UK operators committed to a government plan to switch their networks off by 2033. This included EE, Vodafone 3 and O2. However, with 4G and 5G technologies being available across much of the UK and with these older networks getting lower and lower usage, many, but not all, of the operators have brought their turn-off dates forward by 10 years before the deadline, starting with the 3G network first. Now, don't get me wrong, 3G is older technology. It's been around since 2002, and it was the first technology to give users a fairly good enough data connection to access Internet services on mobile devices. Before that, it was WAP, and WAP really was just terrible. Now, the operators are doing this because the usage of the 3G networks has decreased. For example, Vodafone was seeing 30% of data traffic over 3G in 2016. Fast forward five years to the end of 2021. And it was just 4% and with a lower usage level, the costs of operation become difficult to justify even more so in this period of financial uncertainty with the cost of living. Mobile networks use radio spectrum and this is a finite resource. By closing these networks, it will enable the operators to essentially refarm the radio bands for 4G and 5G use, which means increased and improved connectivity options. Finally, they're going to be doing this in order to meet their green ambitions. Net zero is a massive thing right now, and older equipment costs more to run, meaning it costs more to maintain, and as such, will use more energy to run and maintain. Replacing this ageing infrastructure with 5G and potentially 6G when that comes out in the future could boost energy efficiencies by up to 10 times. So, why am I talking about this today? Vodafone have recently come under attack as campaigners believe that turning off the 3G network will leave people with older or more basic phones in digital poverty. And I can see their point to a degree. But at the same time, chances are people using these older or more basic phones are going to be typically older people who don't necessarily need to go online or want to go online. And as the 2G network isn't going anywhere yet, they will still be able to utilise that network and their current technology to call and text, which is probably most of what they do anyway. And it will only affect people when they're out. Most people, not everybody, but most have access to Wi-Fi either at home or at work, and chances are when they're there, they log on to their Wi-Fi rather than using their data plan anyway. Unfortunately, like with any change, there will be people affected, and it seems that every time something changes, doesn't matter what it is, there's uproar. From a business perspective, you should be using devices that are still supported by the manufacturer in terms of getting updates and things like that, because devices that stop getting updates are going to be a target for attack. What are your thoughts on this switch off? Please leave a comment and we'll get back to you. Our tip of the episode. We move on to the tip of the episode. In this fast-paced digital age, managing our time effectively is crucial. Time blocking is a technique you can use to help you take control of your schedule and maximise your productivity. The concept simple. Instead of relying on a to-do list, you allocate blocks of time for different tasks or activities throughout your day. By time blocking and setting aside this dedicated time, you create a structured schedule that helps you stay focused and organised, whether it's work, personal or even leisure activities. Time blocking ensures that you allocate the necessary time and attention to each item on your agenda. How can you implement that? Well, I've got a few tips here for you now. Number one, plan ahead. Take a few minutes at the beginning or end of each day to plan your schedule for the next day. Identify key tasks or activities even you need to accomplish and assign specific time blocks to them. Number two, be realistic. Ensure that you can allocate an appropriate amount of time for each task. Consider how complex it is and how urgent the task is and be mindful not to overestimate or underestimate the time required. Number three, protect your time. Treat time blocks as sacred appointments with yourself. Try to minimise the distractions and interruptions during these periods to maintain focus and productivity. Number four, prioritise and batch similar tasks. Group similar tasks together in the same time block to take advantage of momentum and to avoid context switching. This allows you to complete related tasks efficiently. Number five, flexibility and adjustments. You need to remain flexible and open to adjustments as needed. Unexpected events or new priorities may arise during the course of the day, so you need to be ready to adapt your time blocks accordingly. Finally, number six, take breaks. Remember to include short breaks between your time blocks to rest, recharge. Stepping away from your tasks and your screens can improve your overall productivity and mental clarity. Now, time blocking can be implemented using various tools and techniques. You can use traditional calendars, digital apps, productivity tools, designed for time management, all those sorts of things. You go on the App Store or the Play Store, there'll be apps galore. Why don't you give time blocking a try and see how it could possibly impact the way you work. Not just your productivity and time management, but also your overall well-being. As we come to an end of this episode, I encourage you to experiment with this technique and discover how it can potentially revolutionise the way you work. I am in that experimentation phase right now. Uh, I don't have it nailed, but I'm not giving up. So, that's it. We've reached the end of the episode. I've been Tony, the IT Smart Guy. Thank you for watching or listening. I truly hope you have found this episode insightful, and I look forward to speaking to you again in the next episode. If you have enjoyed this episode, or even if you haven't, please, please do let us know by leaving a review. At the end of the day, it's the only way I can get better. And as always, we would love for you to subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the IT Smart Guy podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'd love for you to like and subscribe on your podcast platform of choice.